1: So Nate, I was thinking that you and I should quit our jobs, um, get an RV, mm-hmm. start a heavy metal band. I'll do drums, so you do singing. Mm-hmm. What you reckon? Mm.
0: Does it have to be heavy metal?
1: Oh, is, that, is that your issue? <laughs> you just <sort> want to <of> change <laughs> the, the genre? Okay. We can negotiate. Well welcome to another episode of I only like you in movies. I almost had a miss you man. There, <laughs> that's, not, that's not this podcast.
0: Get out of here with that.
1: I got too many podcasts that have similar names. So, you've anyway, become, yes,
0: you've become the ideal version of a white guy. You've got that's two me. whole podcasts to your name now.
1: That's right. But at least one of them is with a woman. You, Sine.
0: Oh, good. So I'm bringing in the cred. Is that what? That's, that's exactly what right.
1: <laughs> My name's Lonnie. Uh, we're here to talk about Riz Ahmed's. Show real, I mean, Sound of Metal.
0: <laughs> I mean, it basically is, but I'm not mad about it.
1: But a really good one, yeah. so it's not a, not an issue. No, that's a bit unfair. It's a Sound of Metal. It's a really good film, I think. Yeah, it is. Okay, <laughs> I only saw it last night, so my thoughts are a bit still percolating up there. But it's directed by Darius Marder, which I've never really heard much of Darius before. Have you, seen Ah.
0: Well, he did very well as a state of origin player for the Maroons.
1: Oh, good on him! Yeah, he retired last year, so he's hmm, turned, like turned to actor directing. Uh, but I do know Riz Ahmed; he's kind of one of the most interesting actors around, to be honest. That's so good. And I have to admit, so I don't know about you, hmm. I did not realise this was Olivia Cook until her final scenes.
0: Me either, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's me on the dying girl." <laughs>
1: I, I she looks felt so like herself. I felt um, very upset with myself because I'm normally really good at picking actors, you know that. And I just seen her recently in a film, and I also, yeah, I really like you know being an Dying Girl is my favorite film, so like mm-hmm. I think I would know the actors and that. But for the first half of the movie, well, actually until until she turns up right at the end, spoiler alert, by the way, she um I didn't know it was her. I felt so um. Disappointed myself, to be honest.
0: Oh, don't be hard on yourself. She looked totally different. She had like bleached eyebrows and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was I was
1: like, I wonder who this actor is. I'll look her up afterwards.
0: <laughs> well, I saw the name and I was like, Olivia Cook, isn't that Olivia Cook? And it is Olivia Cook, that's a good. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the films the name. what's it all about?
0: Um, well, they're in an RV and they're in a heavy metal band and Brizano mm-hmm. is a drummer and he starts to lose his hearing.
1: Hmm.
0: And it's very heartbreaking.
1: It really is. It's one of I don't know if it's an established genre. I'm sure there's been some talk and writing about this, but there is that sort of subgenre of films about people dealing with disabilities or, or illness or developing um, health issues, isn't there?
0: There are.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really fits into that. Um, you know, we, you and I, have been talking recently about narrative structure and how you know there are almost so many different structures that it's not worth talking about because it's just whatever works works we mm-hmm. when you, you watch this what did you think s of the structure and because he hasn't got a goal necessarily does he it's just sort of this awful things happen to him as a musician and now he's just trying to deal with it
0: what is this a bloody film assignment um <laughs> Well I just I, I don't know, I can't remember the structure to be quite honest with you. I saw okay. this a little while ago, but he's yeah, he's not an active protagonist facing a goal. He's constantly one step behind the plot, trying to figure out what to do. Mm. Things happen to him, he loses his hearing, and then he sort of joins this deaf community, not by choice, but sort of is forced to. Mm. Um, I don't know. do you have thoughts on the structure?
1: Well, just because it was in my mind, because we were talking about it a little bit this week. And then, um, yeah, I was like, okay, is this following the, the three-act structure? Not really. Is it is it the four-act structure where it's like just things happening in causation, kind of? But then I was like, I'll just try and follow the story. So I wasn't, <laughs> you know, but I did have it in mind because it was like, it really is one of those ones where, Yeah. The characters trying into a scenario and they, they're just trying to cope best they can, which isn't like mm. he's not trying to get the girl, or, or even I guess he's trying to get his get the money to get the implants to get his hearing yeah, back. But that but goal then... doesn't
0: exist until like you're already into the film, essentially. Like, yeah, his, his goal sort yeah. of changes depending on
1: exactly on so... um, what are your thoughts, though. Sam? have you got any gripes, any compliments?
0: Um, I have a compliment. Liz Ahmed actually learnt to play the drums for this, which I appreciate. Mm. I think gone are the days of actors faking it a lot in film. It seems like a lot of them want to actually do the stunts themselves or do the work Mm. themselves, which is interesting. There was a thread on Twitter the other day talking about how um, this new trend, I guess, I think it was sparked by the um, Kumail bulking up for his Marvel role that he's going to be in and it was talking about how it's very easy now if you've got a personal trainer and a personal chef to bulk up for a role but we still are like oh my god look at this amazing transformation Mm. look how dedicated they are and there was a um clip of gene kelly doing a musical film singing dancing in roller skates and it was like incredible and it was like Actors have always educated themselves to their craft, and mm. some, like previously they were doing things that were much more dangerous than they're doing now. But I still really appreciate that he put the effort in to play the character and learn how to do the things that the character can do.
1: Mm.
0: So I thought that was great.
1: I saw Matt Damon once. He might have been there with me when we saw it. He's on a talk show, Ellen, or something like that.
0: I thought you just said I saw Matt Damon once. Like, he's just walking around and caught up with him for a coffee, and, you know, he's now even your best friend <laughs>
1: I saw my interview show. Right. Yeah. Not not in person. Okay. And he said something about, oh, you had to bulk up for this recent role that you're that you in. And he was like, yeah, it's three hours a day, five days a week. That's a part-time job. Like that's, yeah. it's not, it's, it's great and it's hard and everything, but it's also I'm getting paid to do it and okay. I'm, yeah, it's not exactly I'm working in an office or working as a labourer and then I have to also go and do this. It's, yeah, it's his job to do that. So, yeah. yeah but if you're as you get older it's so much harder to learn new instruments and drumming and the way he does it and i don't think that's something you'd pick up quite easily or quickly so yeah good on him
0: apparently he spent like seven hours a day for like three months learning how to play the drums
1: yeah <laughs> Jesus. and then I'm, I'm guessing he also learnt um asl at the same time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah okay. yes yeah, he um, really throws himself into the role and as much as i know it's him you know it's, it's a movie He really did disappear into it, didn't he? He was fully committed at every point.
0: Yeah. really, really did. I think um, the scene that really got me, we'll talk about the Mm. ending in a bit, but the scene that really Mm. got me is when he goes back to um, the deaf community, I guess, Mm. after he's received his implants Mm. and he asks for the money and the guy's like... I'm really sorry, but you can't be here anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: absolutely devastating. So what'd
1: you think of that as a I Well,
0: thought. first off, the
1: acting in that scene was, yeah. Oh, top notch.
0: Perfect. Like nothing to fault. Um it was just
1: It's so funny. You think, that, you know, back to screenwriting, mm. we're talk taught about this and whatever. And how it's boring when it's just two people in a room talking. I was on the edge of my seat in that scene. So was I. So
0: I think if you do it well, nothing's boring.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. I
0: think it's interesting as well if you're gonna think about structure. Like in that scene, he's gone to get his goal, right? Mm-hmm. He's facing another hurdle, but I feel like it subverted expectations because I was like, oh yeah, he's totally gonna give him the money and be fine. And then when he says, "You can't be here anymore because we're learning mm. how to be deaf. We're not mm. seeing it as something that needs to be cured." I don't know. That subverted my expectations a little, and I was like. Oh God! Okay, now we're on a new path. Um,
1: That's right. You think if this was, you know, Tom Hanks in the '90s, mm, it would all have been okay in the end, wouldn't it? Yeah. And he would have been able to bridge the gap between the deaf community and mm-hmm. the hearing community, but it doesn't really work out work out like that, does it?
0: No. I think it. It was just so tragic that he sold all of his stuff. Sold the only thing he had left of his of Olivia Cook with the yeah. R B and everything, mm-hmm. to get the money to hear again. And then not only does he get kicked out of this community that he felt a part of, but also he couldn't really hear again properly. It didn't mm. sound the same. He mm. didn't really like how it sounded. So it was kind of all for nothing.
1: <laughs> and it wasn't until that last moment on the park bench that he had his moment of tranquility. that
0: to... he turned it off and yeah. accepted it
1: accepted it yeah so yeah i I feel not at all qualified to be talking in great detail about the hearing and and deaf communities and the issues that arise with implants and and that sort of thing in in this world um but what did you think of the fact that he he comes to this community and he has to shut himself off from the rest of the world
0: i was like can't he have his little phone guys like why
1: yeah and i I get it because he was. They were all there because they were not only deaf, but they were um, recovering addicts. So it's a little bit like going into a rehab scenario. But I did feel like, wouldn't it be nice if he could still talk to his girlfriend on the phone, like text her every now and then?
0: It was a bit weird. It was sort of like an all nothing thing, where it was like, if you're going to be here, you've got to be here.
1: Mm. And I felt like, you know, at the end when the the Guy runs the program. Is like you've, you can't be here because of what you've done. Mm. It's like, oh, so to be part of this community, I have to only be part of this community. It kind of, yeah. it felt a little bit yeah, cult like. It did and, feel, um, yeah. And, not, not obviously, there's connotations when you say that, but it did kind of feel like they're carving out their own piece in the world and. And it was definitely working for them, so that's okay. But I, I was kind of with with Reid at the beginning, where he's like, you know, you want me to be here, but I can't have my wife, I can't have my or my girlfriend, I can't have my RV, I um, I can't get the implants. It's like, and you left. I was like, yeah, fair enough, man. That's yeah. seems like you have to give up your whole life to have a life. It's almost not worth it.
0: I guess. I kind of read it as that they needed to protect themselves, that the work that he had done with the others of getting them to accept the fact that they were deaf was too Mm. important to sacrifice for one person.
1: Mm.
0: It was too fragile to to have him come back and have that sort of idea spread like wildfire that they needed Mm. to have that too or they needed to be cured and all of his work that he'd done with them would be for nothing. I don't know. It was a really interesting way to present it, I thought,
1: yeah and i I think it's credit to the film where it doesn't yeah beat you over the head with a message either way. it's offering it enough for you to think about it yourself, and I think that's you know that's a really great great way to explore a topic like this.
0: yeah, should we talk about the ending? Sure, oh, it ruined me. it absolutely yeah. ruined me. I was like blubbering in tears. <laughs> I was like, why oh God they just be together. And she's, like, gone to Paris and then she's singing and he can't hear her sing and he just turns up. Never just turn mm. up. Never, ever just turn up, mate. It's <laughs> only bad things are going to ha- happen, like, honestly. And then her dad's kind of like, what are you doing here? Ugh. Mm. Harrowing.
1: And they're in, in the bed and he realises that she doesn't want to be with him anymore. He
0: realises it's over. He just so tells her sad. it's okay. Oh, my God. And then he goes to the park. I did find that it ended very abruptly at the park.
1: Mm.
0: It was like, bam. And I was like, that's it? And I think that was more my emotional, like, mm. I wanted resolution <laughs> and the film wasn't offering me any.
1: Did you think there's hope for him?
0: I think so. I think he accepted his life as a,
1: mm.
0: as a deaf person, I guess. I don't know that there's hope for him in his career. I don't know what he really does i guess Mm. he was really good with the kids so maybe he teaches them music or something i'm not sure. sure it was yeah really it was a really great movie
1: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time plushcare.com slash weight loss I think I liked it too and that ending was quite affecting I kind of feel like the film maybe could have been a, in a bit more of a hurry to get where it was going it was a bit slow yeah and but like when you are kind of like you're luxuriating in this really cool experience and his performance I kind of feel like if you're making that film you're like oh my god he's the best actor at the moment yeah we may as well be here and explore him but it did feel like could it could have been a more effective 110 minutes rather than two hours it was very long 100 maybe maybe 90 minutes i mean um, a tight
0: 90. we spoke about um the night of in our last episode mm, that we recorded we and he's also yeah. um Riz is in that as well he's incredible in that um I don't actually think I've seen him in anything that he hasn't been good in. To be honest, he's good in. Have you seen Venom? No. He's good
1: in Venom. He's good in Venom. The movie itself isn't good,
0: (laughs) but I'm sure Riz is good.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Plays Mark Zuckerberg basically. Oh, really? Well, he plays like a you know Silicon Valley tech guy. Right. Gets caught up in Venom. Oh God. Um, but no, he, he's really good, and I read a review, an uh, interview with him recently in Empire, and he was talking about like he's reached a certain level of fame where he can pick and choose his roles now, and he's really just doing stuff that's interesting to him.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Mm. I, and challenging as well. Yeah,
0: clearly. he's been nominated for a Golden Globe Award. Do you reckon he should get it? Like with the other thing, with the other people that are
1: up. I mean. If he wines and dines the right people, he can get yeah. whatever he wants <laughs> for those Golden Globes. But, um, yeah, uh, who's he up against? Let's have a- well, he's up
0: against Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. who could pi- quite rightly be awarded a posthumous yeah. Best Actor Award. Um, Gary Oldman in Mank and Anthony Hopkins, like, come on, guys, you know.
1: They've been there before, haven't they?
0: You're fine. So, yeah. but he was, yeah, if Chadwick wasn't in this category... I think he's the issue in.
1: The in, yeah. Be interesting how the Oscars go. I think it's. Mm. I don't know. You could say it, it's not really an Oscar bait movie, is it? Because
0: I don't think it is. It's not. No. It doesn't really have that same sort of. I don't know. Something about an Oscar bait film has a feel to it. It has like mm. too many lingering shots. A bit too. Try hard. This is just. If this felt like an indie movie. Yeah. That it no is. one would it really, is. well, yeah, but that no one yeah. would really see and then everyone's like, oh, you've got to check out Sound of Metal and then they do and it's great, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's not really a sort of, it's not a Ron Howard film or a Steven Spielberg film where it's very polished and, you know. That's
1: right. Hollywood it's not is. I Am Sam, is it?
0: It's not I Am Sam, no. <laughs> I remember watching that film quite often as a child. I don't really know why.
1: I think I watched it a couple of times as well, I don't on TV a bit, I suppose. It was
0: on TV quite a lot. Yeah. Dakota Fanning's first role, I guess. We
1: didn't have much choice back then either. With
0: no, we didn't have and... streaming services.
1: No, it's whatever was on Channel Seven on that's Sunday night at or that whatever. night when you were watching. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> that's it. <laughs> or you pull out the VHS of like last week's movie that you recorded mm. from the TV and then fast forward through the ads. <laughs> anyway, any other thoughts on kind of that?
1: No, it's not one I'm going to go back to anytime soon because it was like emotionally devastating.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I would be interested to see how the deaf community reacts to it. What mm. they think because um, yeah, that tells you something, you know, all, all the time. Oh, sound design though, what do you think of that?
0: Really well done.
1: Yeah, it's to make a break for this sort of film, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it really is. <laughs> when they started like doing the music. And it turned out it was just the two of them in the band. I was like, what is happening? Mm. And then he just like it's heavy metal, like straight from from the get-go, it's like bam, bam, yeah. bam. I'm like, how yeah. no wonder you have hearing problems, sir. Yeah. This is this is insane.
1: Well, isn't that shocking? I read this recently, I don't know if it was about this movie, but something else. It's like, yeah, if you lose your hearing, nothing we can do at the moment. Yeah. You can't I mean, get you can get
0: the the implants, but it's not the same. You can't...
1: No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you if you blow up, you know, listen to heavy music on your headphones and get damaged, it's like never going to get back to where it was. It's insane, isn't it? And like, I guess, you know, there are a lot of disabilities, but that's the case. But it does seem like something... I mean, you can get glasses if your eyesight has to go, you know? Or yeah. Laser surgery, you can't really get that yet. And the implants, obviously, I'm not discounting them, but as this film seems to suggest, so it's... Yeah, it's gonna be a while until it's it's it's, um Mm -hmm. anything like the hearing that you would have you had previously. So yeah,
0: great film, masterclass in acting. Riz is great, Olivia's great. Um, it's Matthew Almerich. I don't know if you recognized him. He was in Munich and the James Bond one.
1: He was the the diving bell and butterfly, wasn't
0: he? He was. Yeah, and he was amazing. That's that's a
1: film about. yeah, someone acquiring yeah, a, go. health illness. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Had a heart attack one day and developed locked in syndrome for the rest of his life. Yeah. Which, like, oh, God, of all the ailments, of all the illnesses, mm. that's got to be the worst one. Mm. He was fully conscious inside his body. He knew what was going on. Couldn't speak, couldn't communicate. It's terrifying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you think, I don't think this film does it, but again, I'm, you know, speaking as a someone who, doesn't have any disabilities. Is there a risk of, like, disability porn in this film at all?
0: Probably. I mean, yeah, I guess we can't speak to it because we haven't gone through that. But I'm just reminded of the scene in the diner where they call his, um, what's it called, sponsor?
1: Yeah, he's, yeah.
0: And he's just completely lost it, you know, losing Mm. the plot. That felt, I don't know, it felt very real to me. Mm. I don't know whether that's accurate or not. I don't think it portrayed it as a better than no. it is. I think it portrayed it quite.
1: You yeah. Know. Yeah. I just it's interesting, and we can only talk about our experience. But
0: mm.
1: I think back sometimes to when we did the podcast about uh, me before you, oh yeah, I'm like, did I handle that very well? Talking about the issues that were raised in that film, I don't know if I did because I, yeah, you know, was a bit younger and thought I knew everything about all that and I could tell people how to feel about it. And I mm-hmm. I don't want to come across like that in this film either. But from my experience, it, it, it seemed quite realistic and it seemed like the cast and crew had a commitment to making it, you know, that handle it the best way possible. So, mm.
0: yeah. Well, what do you think then of their choice to cast Riz Ahmed, a non-deaf actor, in this role?
1: Well, that, that's definitely a consideration, isn't it?
0: They cast you know, the teacher, she is a deaf actress. She was in The Walking Dead. Mm. Lauren Ridloff,
1: and she's gonna, and she's in that film with with Kumail, the new yes. Marvel one. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about that. I, I don't know if that's um, I don't know how you'd go about that because it is kind of that thing. The film doesn't get made at all without yeah. Riz Ahmed. Yeah, but then, I, I'm I, speaking from where I am. I'm not really sure. I have know what the answer is there, what I will say is that it's great that that's part of the conversation now mm-hmm. because 20, 10, 30 years ago, it wasn't even consideration that you should think about that sort of thing when casting a film yeah, keeping it true to whatever you're talking about. So, yeah, I think I think that's that's positive, at least.
0: I think I'll just remind, like, there's been a lot of discourse, hashtag discourse online about Sia's new film, Music, mm. um, and the – perhaps not great attitudes that the filmmaker had towards making the film and misgivings that the actress who was playing someone with um, autism, autism
1: yeah.
0: had about playing that character and the discussion that should have, that people are saying, mm. why aren't you hiring people with disabilities to play characters mm. with disabilities?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is interesting. Um, in the writing program I'm doing at the moment, they were talking about how it doesn't mean that you can only write from your experience if you're a, you know, cis, mm-hmm. white, able bodied person. You can write from whatever experience you want, but you have to understand that you are taking away opportunities for people of colour mm-hmm. or people with disabilities from writing their story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think perhaps that can be, be applied here as well in the sense that. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with someone without a disability playing someone with a disability if it's done in a respectful manner and is a true portrayal of that particular thing. But I think we do have to understand that that is taking an opportunity away from someone who
1: Mm.
0: could have brought a lot to the role perhaps. Mm -hmm. But you're right, this film wouldn't, I don't think we would have seen it if Riz Ahmed wasn't in it, to be quite frank, Mm. in, you know, exposing our own prejudices. Um, So in that way, it's made us consider it a bit more. Mm. Um,
1: I wonder, this is a total hypothetical, I'm not saying I think this is the case or ever will be the case, but I wonder if in 50 years we'll look back at films where, able-bodied people have played people with disabilities and it's like looks like people playing blackface you know
0: Mm. that's interesting
1: total hypothetical but it is kind of like you're just pretending and you're sitting in a wheelchair when someone else is a wheelchair user so
0: yeah look it's possible that's the case and we can't see that right now because we're in it and Mm. we don't have the you know benefit of being objective and stepping out of this current time that we're in to see how it would look in the future. Mm. Um, all we can do is apply what we know now to what we're watching. And I think it was mm. handled respectfully and gave me an appreciation for people who are deaf and what happens if someone mm. loses their hearing or loses something, a sense that they have. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because the other side of the coin, and it's not something i would totally on board with, but you could draw the logical conclusion that then someone who is a disabled actor can only play characters who have disabilities. Exactly.
0: And that's, yeah, a problem as well. Mm. I don't know. It's an interesting discussion. I think we're being quite not critical of this film, but it's not necessarily this film that's done something wrong that sparked this discussion. I think it's, you know, this film is handled really well.
1: Um, I think so too. And I, as I said, I think it's great the conversation is happening and that that everyone is part of the conversation now as well.
0: Yeah, so, exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: What are you going to rate it?
1: It's four out of five. I think if it had been a bit more interested in getting to the point, maybe I would have been giving it a higher rating because mm-hmm. – but having said that, what, what I saw was not bad. So, yeah. And, yeah. Olivia Cook was in it. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out. I'll be sure it was her the whole time.
0: Maybe she just swaps out with somebody. <laughs> it's like her body double or something. And then, yeah. They swap.
1: It shows you how much, yeah, eyebrows and
0: hair, wigs and hair it can yeah. really change it. Yeah. I don't think I've seen her in anything. Well, that's not true. I've liked her in everything she's been in. I haven't particularly liked the films necessarily, but she's mm. great. She was in Ready Player One, I just remembered. So that was that was an interesting film.
1: She's she's definitely in it.
0: She, she made that film. She's um, in
1: a, one of the Modern Love episodes. We haven't watched that yet, have we? I
0: really want to watch that.
1: Mm. We'll get around to it.
0: Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with four as well. I really yeah. liked it. It was really well done. Riz was incredible so was she um yeah but yeah it was quite slow and also I don't know if I'm going to rewatch it for a long time because of how upset it made me Yeah. I was just yeah really moved by it and it was just it's really beautiful realistic acting like this quiet sort of I don't know like even the way it was written I was thinking about those last scenes were really sort of natural and they were really in those characters I think and that mm. was really good to see as a lover of film I guess two people who were like doing their best work working with great material
1: yeah I think that's a it's a great point they're all they've all brought so much to it and that really shows
0: yeah definitely
1: well that's what we do each week as well we bring everything we can to this podcast <laughs> well and you've got to share it-, it
0: between two podcasts Lonnie Do you bring everything
1: you can to both, or...? Yeah, look, I'm a professional, so yes, that's what I do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you've liked this podcast, please tell a friend. Share it around. Share the love. And give us a follow on Twitter and get in touch. That'd be really nice to hear from you.
0: And if you love podcasts, check out Lonnie's other podcasts. It's not with me. It's with someone much better than me.
1: Sometimes it's with you.
0: It was once with me. That's true.
1: And you're coming back soon to do a episode about heists
0: oh is that on the record now
1: yeah so you gotta do (laughs) it now i
0: have to do it (laughs) sometimes soon it's called i miss you man if you're interested
1: i miss you man and heists coming soon to a podcast (laughs) (laughs) near you all right see you next see you soon bye